Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast. Today we have a very special guest, and that is because we have Mac McClung in on the show. Mac, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you having me. Excited to be here. Of course. Now, first question, I want to get an idea of what's on the top of your mind right now. So when I say uh, what's exciting you right now, what what in life are you most excited about right now? Yeah, so I just ordered some breakfast. I'm really hungry. Um, (laughs) Super excited about it. Uh, But no, uh, basketball-wise, you know, just going to different teams, working out for the different teams and those experiences, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and, you know, I'm going here and there and it's almost hard to think, but sometimes you're like, damn, like I'm, I'm chasing my dream right now. This is, this is awesome. That's a really great point because when you're in the moment, it's very hard to keep that perspective that you're doing that thing that you wanted to do since you were like five years old. Um, so that that's great that you at least are able to acknowledge that to yourself in some way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, it is exciting. So what, what made the decision for you, uh, to not return to college to go, uh, you know, obviously play in the NBA. Um, what, what was the deciding factor there for you? Yeah, I just kind of weighed my options. Um, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people I trust and believe in, and, um, I feel like it was the best for me to jump. I think my game resembles the NBA the most. And I felt like it was time to get started on that journey. Um, very appreciative for Texas Tech and everything they did for me, but I just felt like it was time to um, time to chase my dreams. I love that, man. It's super exciting. Now, when you think about you know getting getting prepped for this, uh, getting prepped for the draft, going to the combine, working out for all these different teams, what what do you think you have to uh, do in a sense? Are you trying? Um, is there anything particular about your game that you're trying to show off that these teams might not know about? Or is it more just I'm who I am and it just needs to be in front of them more so that they can also understand that? No, that's a great question. I think there's a little bit of both. Someone like me, um, I'm going to have to show I can improve in this aspect and this aspect uh, almost every time I'm, I'm out there. But um there is a there is a sense of saying who you are. You know, you are who you are. I've heard that a lot. Um, but um, being the best version of yourself, I think, will be the best for me. Going out, um, proving time and time again that you know this is where I belong, and 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 then I can dominate this level. Are you now growing up? Who what what NBA team were you a fan of? See, I was a big football guy until about eighth grade. So uh-huh. I love I love I love football. Um, you know, I always loved the Philadelphia Eagles, actually, with Terrell Owens. So um, that was my team. But um, basketball, you know, I kind of I grew into it. I love watching players more than teams. Got it. That makes sense. So you are a team agnostic going into the draft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's the way to be. If I were ever any good at basketball, I would I would tell every other team that wasn't the New York Knicks to uh, to stay away. And then whatever huh. happens, happens. Um, is there anybody that you really want to play against or play with at the professional level? Is that something you think about often? Um, I think it's it's going to be surreal playing against all the stars and all the the big franchises and the arenas. I think all of it will be, you know, probably every night. You know, you go somewhere and you play someone great every night. If I'm lucky enough to, to be on that stage, you know, um, 
I'm sure it'll be surreal every single night, you know, no matter who the superstar is. Totally. And then all of a sudden you are one of them and it all, you wonder why you ever thought that in the first place. <laughs> Hope so, man. Hope so. Um, now I, I want to ask, you know, I feel like you were the first era of high school stars that were social media famous in high school. What, what, what did you think about that at the time? Did you think that it was a good thing? Do you think, did you think that it was dangerous in terms of like, it could totally derail you because nobody's ever experienced what you experienced in the same way? Like LeBron had zero Instagram followers when he was in high school you know like right. it's 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 just a different dynamic is that something you ever um thought was a bad thing or or what did you think about that i don't think i really truly ever understood it until um maybe getting out of high school maybe college or maybe now i didn't really understand that like people really knew who i was like right. i was like it's just a thing like you know what i mean and then you go places and like like different places different cities and like people know who you are you're like what the like i did not know it was like this because i'm I'm stationed in a real small town, Gacy, Virginia. So like everybody's like, that's just Mac, you know, that's just Mac. Like no one cared. So it was like, it was like I really didn't understand the whole situation until kind of, you know, until I left. So um and I, I don't think it, it hurt me in any way. I think it, you know, gave me some opportunities and you know, the good, you take the good with the bad. So um, you know, hopefully the good outweighs the bad. So in the future. Totally. And you know, I think sort of off of that. And a question that you're perfectly positioned to answer is, you know, the NCAA is slowly allowing players to start to monetize their brands. And for most athletes, that doesn't mean anything because the majority of sports are not watched on national TV. But for a very few select sports like football and basketball, the stars are known and the stars are people like yourself. Now, before, obviously, this past year, and, and even in, in a lot of ways still now, it's impossible for those players to make any money off their names. But what do you feel about, you know, the slow progression of those things changing? And what do you think the NCAA can continue to change for, you know, the next Mac McClung's? Yeah, I think, you know, it was definitely hard seeing people profit off my name and I couldn't do it myself. Um, I always felt like even my recruiting pitch, like my freshman year and sophomore, like every time I was going somewhere, it was like, yeah, they're about to change this role, but it never, it never really, uh, it never really happened. And, um, you know, I think with the way the league, the G League's going and everything, I think, you know, times will have to change soon. And, you know, I think players shouldn't, should make money off the name. Um, it's, it's their name. So, uh, you know, hopefully that happens soon. You know, NCAA is, you know, they got their own stuff and it's going to be on their time, but I think the game's changing and it's going to have to. And I think too, the big thing that I don't understand is when you incentivize the players to want to come play and make money, make more money in the NCAA than you would in the G league or in Australia, like LaMelo ball did, then they're all going to come play there. The entertainment's better. The games are better. And then you make more money on top of that. That's the big part of it that I never understood. Because when you properly incentivize everybody, the end result is better than what it would be if people are not doing well. Um, so that, that was always the part of it that I never understood. And that's why professional sports are so great. It's because everybody is, you know, properly uh, in, you know, 
NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, the major core four sports, you know, people are paid well in correspondence to, you know, what they're providing for the team. I think the split between uh, NBA players getting paid and what the owners are making is the players get about 45% of the team's overall revenue. And that's a really healthy number that I think should be the same in, in college basketball. Yeah, no doubt. I think if you think about like, um, you know, college fan bases too, like they get behind players and the, the money could, it could really be crazy because uh, like you said, like there's nothing like a college fan base and there's nothing like that support. And I, I, it's just, we'll see what happens. You know, I won't even really get into it. <laughs> totally. Um, now playing at college, uh, you know, being a star of a college basketball team, this is something that I was never, what is that feeling like, uh, you know, after you're hitting game winners and then you're walking around, it's sort of like your own NBA bubble in a sense where you're on this campus, um, but you are somebody who's, you know, not better than everybody else, but better than everybody else. And, uh, you know, how do you stay grounded in that? Do you stay away from everybody? Like what, what does that look like? No, I definitely don't feel like I was, you know, above anyone else or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> Texas Tech was like, like a family based kind of community. And I remember uh, like the love of you would get just going out to eat was insane. Like everybody on the team, like all of the my basketball teammates, like we went out, like everybody knew who this guy was and how many points he averaged and what number he wore. Like it was literally insane, you know, and, and, you know, something I didn't take for granted and, uh, I remember after like the shot you were saying, like I just stayed in my house. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't go a single place. It was, um, it, it was mayhem and, and Lubbock. So uh, it, it was, it was like it's undescribable. But um, no, it, it's it's a great place, a great community. I'm sure all athletes everywhere love. Oh, I wanted to ask, you know, for being being on the road as well in college. Um, you know, I, I feel like that can be one of the most intense experiences as a, you know, star college athlete or anything like that. How do you, how do you internally block out the noise? Because as, as you know, anybody who asks similar things to, you know, it's always explained how much of the game is, is truly mental. So those are the sorts of things that really do matter. Um, and, and other athletes can learn from and just people in general. Um, so how do you sort of block out that noise internally when you're going into those big opposing arenas? I think um, those big opposing arenas is like where your team kind of becomes a team. You know, you're kind of like everything's against you, all the fans, like you're at someone else's place. And it's like, it's just you now. It's not, it's not Lubbock's community. It's not your home base. It's just you. And it kind of like makes you guys come together. And it was always our favorite games, you know, because well, as well as like us versus everybody. So um, I have so many away game memories. They're like my favorite memories of all time. So um, I, I loved away games. I think our, our team thrived in away games this year. And um, it was just something like we almost look forward to. I love that. Now, I want to ask on, on the dunking front, because you're not you're not the tallest guy on any team you've played on. And, you know, most most people are are in that in that same boat but most people can't do what you can do if you know if if somebody's life was on the line and they're you know six foot one and they can't dunk today 
and they have to dunk a year from now, what advice are you giving said person to be able to accomplish that? Yeah. So um, I have a jump program coming out, actually. Uh, Let's go. For the draft, I'm going to tell everybody exactly like how I got my bounce and and what I did. I've been waiting a long time. You know, hopefully I can profit off my name on this because it's almost every message I get is, you know, how did you learn how to dunk? How did you do this? But there's so many like details that help me out. And, you know, people may say that's weird, but like generally helped me and generally made me like the like dunker I am today. So I can't wait to like kind of um, release that and show everybody. And I hope I hope it works for everyone. Where are people going to be able to find that? Just if they follow you on social, they'll be able to see. Yeah, also, I'm about to I'm about to uh, team up with an app or or I'm going to find a way which way we're going to release it. We're still working on the kinks, but um. Yeah, we'll, we'll all know before too long. <laughs> That's super exciting, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to check that out myself. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> great. Sounds great. Um, how, how was college different from what you imagined going in? You know, you have this, everybody has an idea of, of whatever they're about to do, especially the bigger things before they do it. And then it's very rarely exactly what you imagined. But what about playing college basketball is different than from what you imagined when you were in high school? I think it was a lot how I imagined it because um, I really just did what I imagined. So like, I really didn't like, I didn't imagine like meeting a bunch of girls or partying a bunch. Like I just imagined like being in the gym late night, being in the gym in the morning, being the first one in the gym. Like that's all I really imagined. And it wasn't like the other things were like a bonus. So I, um, I really just lived in the gym. I know like everyone says that and it's a cliche, but like, that's really all I was at. And I've just kind of, I learned, um, I learned a lot of patience. I will say that um, with, with basketball and the game of basketball is a little different. And, um, you know, I think that was the biggest thing is you kind of, I kind of did what I imagined. It almost, it almost kind of went to the same, same place. Interesting. Now, do you expect, you know, sort of the, the next level to be, just the next iteration of that more patience more more gym or do you think there are going to be any other you know major adjustments you'll have to make oh there'll be some major adjustments you know there was major adjustments I had to make in college too but on the court you know I feel like it's it's going to be such more business and you know me finding a role me finding a way to fit and stick um so I, I know it'll be a huge adjustment but uh I'll still be in the gym, you know, I still, that's where I want to be. And, you know, everybody will, cause there's no class, there's no, there's nothing else going on. So um, I look forward to it. Man, that that's the craziest thing about being a college athlete, right? The, that you have to, <clears throat> you have to do some things that you don't want to do. <laughs> Whereas professionally, you only do what you want to do 24, seven, 365. Mm-hmm. And the league enables you to do said thing. Um, yeah. That, that's something that is that it has always been nuts to me. Yeah, the balance was was definitely a trick. Um, you know, you had to learn because uh, your mindset. You know, all the everybody on the college team wants to make the NBA. You know what I mean? And 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 books are very important. But you know, like people's main goal is the NBA. And then it was like, oh man, I got this test, and it's like a it's such a serious. You know, it's the other person's whole life. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's no joke. The balance is no joke. Um, I give credit to, you know, everyone balancing, you know, a lot of things, which I'm sure regular students are as well. So, yeah. Totally. Now you played against a lot of great players. Who are the most 
uh, underrated guys that you think you've ever gone up against guys who who maybe the public doesn't think as highly of but you're like I've played against that guy he is way better than people think he is yeah I think the name that comes to mind and now he's you know where he where he belongs but Lou Dort um plays for Oklahoma City now I played him I was like dude this guy's the real deal um you know so explosive you know great great score great playmaker and you know I didn't really like hear about him much and then next thing you know he's like starting you know for an NBA you know I remember I remember that's probably the first one that comes to mind yeah he's he uh, he goes off man yeah I, you know you look at the box score and it's like dude scored 23 points it's like literally in in 15 minutes um so that, that's pretty insane um one one other thing I, I wanted to ask, um, you know, in terms of uh, your brand and your positioning, I think the biggest thing about even and, and like the one good thing where, you know, being dominant in college provides you long term if, you know, you decide to take that next step is it gives you that personal brand, which then allows you. Uh, as we've seen time and time again in the world and on the planet, a great example is, I don't know if you saw the fight that just happened this past weekend, you know, Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather, personal brands allow you to do things that, you know, uh, other people might want to do, but can't. But the combination of skill and being prepared for the moment plus personal brand is, you know, what creates you know, the best case scenario. So are, when you're looking at, you know, your next few years ahead of you um, making it to the league, are there any brands or things that come to mind where you're like, I really want to do something with them or this person or that person or have a conversation with this guy? Are there any of those things that, that come to mind, you know, that your personal brand might grant you that opportunity? Yeah, um, I'd say my personal brand, it's something that, you know, basketball is going to be my main focus, but my personal brand is going to be something that I'm going to work so hard at because um, I want to, I want to, I want to replicate uh, people like, uh, like Shaq. I know that sounds, you know, out there, but I'm not afraid to say it. Like, I love what he does. I love his personality. I love how he markets himself. It's a genius. Right. He's a genius. Um, I want to. Um, I want to do, I want to do something different with the brands. I want, um, I want to market myself. Well, I don't, I'm not going to be the guy being like, Hey, this is so-and-so and please buy it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be really working hard and, and investing a lot of time in that uh, to build my brand and hopefully work my way up uh, to where the big brand is like, wow, you know, we can market this. So um, yeah, I got it. We got a whole plan with all that and I'm excited to, to get started. I love that, man. No, Shaq, Shaq's the gold standard for that, for sure. Like he, you know, he's definitely done some silly commercials, but, you know, he is a smart dude in terms of yeah. the different, uh, different areas that he has exposure to. Like when you actually look at all the companies that he's invested in, uh, and oftentimes he'll take uh, equity deals over cash deals you know, and he owns hundreds of, fran of restaurant franchises all over the country. He is an impressive dude. No, very much so. Very much so. Honestly, when I think about it, I can't believe he doesn't have more conflicts of interest than he does because he, he's, he literally seems like he's the face of everything. Everything. While, while also owning pieces of everything. Yeah, I know. I've, I've, 
it's just it's insane. He he really mapped it out well. You know, he um he set himself up and his family up for a life after basketball. That's like probably more money than he made on the court. You know what I mean? So oh, by far. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that's that's a great a great person to look up to, and you know, hopefully, they can follow his path on this. Totally, man. Guys like him. I mean, Jordan's the best example of that, but obviously um, he, he was an all right basketball player. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, w- when you look at, you know, I know you said you were more of a football fan, but do you have any opinion on sort of these greatest of all time conversations? I'm sure you see it on Instagram all the time. I see you're, you're repping Jordan right now, so you might be a tiny bit, bit biased, but um, do you have any thoughts on that whole conversation? Yeah. Um, what was that? <clears throat> um, I definitely, I feel like it's Michael Jordan. Um, I think, um, I just think mentality has to go into it. I think, um, winning has to go into it. I think, I think LeBron and, and you know, other greats are, you know, LeBron, it might be the best, one of the best, the best player of all time, you know, overall like playmaking and, you know, athleticism and scoring, like it's, he's unbelievable, but there's just something that Michael Jordan's going to grab, make people gravitate that no one else can do like that. Um, in my opinion, uh, but it's, it doesn't, my, my opinion doesn't really matter. You know, it's not going to change who's the best of all time. People will always argue that. So. Of course, yeah. man, it's, it's a subjective question in nature, but it's fun to talk about. And people do care about your opinion too, as um, a, as a player. So you know, I, I think you have a unique angle there. One interesting thing that I, you know, while you were saying that I'm thinking about is, you know, if social media were around when Jordan was playing, would people feel differently? Um, because, you know, that mentality, like all we see of Jordan and his mentality is what is hand-selected to show us. Exactly. Whereas, yeah. Whereas with social media, somebody like LeBron you get it all. You get That's it a great all. point. So maybe like Jordan posting golf pics on Instagram every day, you know, would, I don't know. It, I'd be really interested. Or maybe he wouldn't even be on social at all. And that would be like a whole nother level of like, oh, Michael Jordan's like so, you know, so insanely focused. He doesn't even, but he was a brand guy. He would have been on social for, for marketing reasons. Um, it's interesting, man. It's it's a fun conversation. But do you feel lucky as, you know, sort of like the first high school basketball generation to be huge on social? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think it'll really, you know, be a, a blessing here in the future for me and something I can use as a platform. Uh, you know, at times, you know, it, it gets old and stuff like that. But um I would definitely say in the long run, it's, it's going to be a blessing and, and hopefully something I can use as a platform. Totally. In terms of diet and nutrition, this is something that I always ask personally speaking, just because I want to understand how, you know, those, like these are the sorts of questions that really matter for people, you know, because it's like, all right, one, if, if somebody learns one little thing about that and then applies it to their life, I mean, you know how it's the little things that matter. In terms of your diet and nutrition, how, how much emphasis do you put on that as opposed to working out and where's sort of the balance in there? And, and if there is anything specific that, you know, you have to eat before games or you stay away from before games, I'd, I'd love to know what that is. Yeah, so um, 
my fresh after my freshman year, I took out all fried foods. I took out all desserts, you know, um, any high calorie foods I just took out of my system and I lost a lot of weight. Um, I felt all right. Uh, so, and I kind of learned that it's all about balance. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't think it's good to, you know, eat, you know, fried chicken every day or after a game, you need to eat a bad meal, but I learned it was balanced a lot. You know, I felt, I feel like you, you know, allowed to eat some things that aren't so healthy every once in a while. Um, I feel like, um, if you crave something, you should have it. You know, I think in the right time you should eat healthy. I kind of learned that throughout my process. You know, I was, I was eating so strict and then I kind of went off and I kind of felt the same. Maybe it's because I was young and I'll, I'll learn more as I get older. But right now my diet's kind of balanced out and, you know, I'll, I'll eat what I want some days. And then if I'm closer to playing, I'll eat, I'll eat healthy. And, um, and yeah, so everything's kind of a balance for me. I know, you know, maybe that'll be controversial, but, um, but yeah. Oh man, not controversial at all. Cause you, you don't, and I've, I've sort of seen this myself. I've been on both sides of it where, you know, uh, going with what's easiest then also being like an insane person and only like drinking those health drinks and stuff like that for like weeks at a time. And it's like, all right, no bread. I did no bread, no sugar for like four months, which it is what it is. Um, you feel great, but you know, there are times where, you know, it would probably ease your mind and make it worth it to have that thing that you wanted because otherwise you're just, you know, going to feel a little crazy. Um, so I, I definitely hear, I think the, the balance is, um, is a strong point to, to be had. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I remember kind of going through that process the first four months, I was literally like, like I was like craving like that. <laughs> And it almost drove me insane, but, you know, I learned balance. Like, you know, you don't go crazy with, you know, food and it just kind of helped me with my weight stabilization and, you know, the way I feel on a day-to-day basis. So like you said, balance, I think is the way to go. Totally. Um, no, it's, it's super important there. Now, if you were to give your high school self a little bit of advice, what, what would you be telling yourself? Um, I would just tell myself, you know, to stay the course, uh, patience, you know, tr- uh, trust myself, you know, um, um, I don't know. That's, that's a, that's a good question. I would just tell myself to, to stay the course and be patient. Um, you know, I know so, like I was, I was wanting things to be here and there, but you know, everybody runs their own race. So I would just tell myself to embrace that. Yeah, totally. And especially in, in professional sports, I only know this from, you know, sort of the outside side, but how do you uh, sort of keep yourself mentally from uh, comparing to anybody else? I think these are sort of the important things, you know, uh, for especially the younger people that, that listen to this podcast. Um, how do you personally do that? Do you meditate? Is there uh, something that's always in your mind that you remind yourself of? Uh, you know, what, what is that for you? And I'll, I'll share mine after. Yeah. I think one of the, the worst things you can do is compare someone else's journey to yours. Um, you know, this guy went to school one year and I'm at school for three, you know what I mean? Or I wanted to get it done. It, it doesn't, it really, it really, it really doesn't matter as we know, but um, I would say just, just, just embrace your story. You know, I, I, I kind of, the best thing I do is I, I go from the start of my life and where I was at, 
and all the things I was told I wasn't going to do. And then I, I kind of go through a timeline in my head and, um, and it kind of helps me kind of ground myself and be like, man, like, you know, I'm grateful to be chasing this dream. I'm still on path. I still can do it. And it just kind of, it kind of helps me going through my timeline. Totally. I love that. For me, it was always, if I know for a fact that I'm going to accomplish every goal I ever want to accomplish, what do I have to worry about? You right. Know? Like what, why would you care about? So you should want to help everybody else for sure that you love. But if, ever, if you know for a fact that you're going to do everything you want to do, which everybody should for whatever their own personal goals are, because that's the only way to get to there. Um, then there's no, like, what, what are you thinking about? <laughs> you know, right. it's like, right. what are you, what are you worried about? It's like that, that was always the thing for me, you know, um, for all, all that stuff. And, and I think too, it's, it's important for everybody to know that, you know, things happen at, uh, different times and you know all that all that's meant to be is is always meant to be uh yeah. and and that's huge um so you know you're getting ready for the when is the combine the 18th i believe 18th so what are what does your preparation look like are you are you just training every day are you, um, what, what is that? What is the day-to-day -day right now? Yeah, so I'm just training every day at the same time. So I'm um, uh, weightlifting, recovering. I think recovery is such a big, big part of this process. I didn't understand until I got into it because, you know, these workouts take such a toll on your body and travel into this, uh, this city to work out for a team. They come back, oh, I got workouts tomorrow. Like, it's a lot on your body. It's, it's really tough. And, um, you know, I feel like, uh, recovery has been really important to me and um you know it's 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 been a, it's taken a toll on me but um you know like you said I'm grateful to be a part of this and uh, I got some exciting times coming up some exciting opportunities totally man um yeah I'm, I'm excited to see it all uh now if you had if you had one piece of advice for sort of a young uh younger basketball player um, I, I imagine it's, you know, uh, echoing a lot of those sentiments that you had earlier in terms of patience and, you know, just being in the gym. And the big thing that I also picked up from what you said earlier was envisioning it, you know, in the light of, I see myself late night in the gym. That's not something that I think a lot of people envision when they think about, you know, going to the next level but what what would that advice be for you know let's say a middle school basketball player now yeah so I think the biggest thing would be uh, I always ask myself three questions and I think these questions matter more than any drill or you know because if, if these questions you answer these like you know it, it's how bad do you want it what are you willing to do for it and what are you willing to give up for it and I always ask myself those three questions and it, it kind of just helps me stay stable in the place I'm at. Um, you know, am I really doing everything I can? You know, what, what am I, what can I take out? What, what, what do I not need to do? I didn't go to any parties in high school. I didn't do any of that. Like, you know, who, who else wanted to give up that? Like you say you want it, how bad do you really want it? You know what I mean? So um, <clears throat> there could be all these drills or a jump program, but at the end of the day, man, those three questions where it's all about. So, um, 
And if that's how you feel, and if you really want something, you can get it. That's that's what's crazy about life. Like you really want it, you can go get it. So that that's all there really is to it. Totally, man. Now, what are your answers to those three questions today? Yeah, they've always been the same, man. <laughs> um, everything, everything, and everything. <laughs> want it more than I can breathe, man. So this this I want it more than I want to breathe. I saw that on the. Uh, Eric Thomas, uh, I'll listen to that a lot too. I love him as a um, as a motivational speaker. He's great. Um, I think that I think that's honestly a very fitting way to end end it. Um, you know, I love I love how determined you are, bro, and I can't wait to see uh, see everything that's to come, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me. Of course. So where where can people find you best on on Instagram, on Twitter? Where where should people follow you? Yeah, I got a MySpace page. It's, no, I'm just <laughs> Instagram, just Mac McClung, and Twitter, Mac McClung. And that's that's pretty more where I'm at. I'm trying to start a TikTok. I'm not very good at it. It's the same. Good it's man. the same. TikTok it's what all the crazy. No, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, well, anytime you ever have any TikToks, just send it over, and we'll get it posted on the Hoop Station account. No problem. <laughs> I lose follow, but I appreciate it, man. Um. Cool, man. Well, young Shaq, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. All right. I'll catch you, brother. All right. I'll see you, man.